I showed my mom like, yo, is this supposed to be like normal? And my mom's like, yeah. oh shit, no. <laughs> we gotta take you to the we gotta take you to like the uh emergency care. What's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Peanut Brain. This is episode number three, and today we're gonna be talking about Dungeons and Dragons and just nerd stuff in general. Once again, as always, I'm Chris. I'm Alex. <laughs> Anyways, um, besides that little uh, mess up there, have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? Like the like the actual, like the actual tabletop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't, but I I know you have. So I was about to yeah. ask you about that. I actually started playing Dungeons and Dragons when I was in like third or fourth grade. I think fourth grade. Uh, when my cousins, uh, yes, ex, they we uh, I came over and they're like, "Oh, do you want to like play Dungeons and Dragons?" And sure, so I was like playing. I I learned how to play Dungeons and Dragons with like uh in like fourth grade with a bunch of like college students. It was weird. <laughs> it was really weird, dude. Like my friend, like the group of friends that I had uh fourth grade were like, <laughs> which is a bunch of like really nerdy college students that played WoW, and. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of like that kind of just molded me a little bit, or quite a bit actually, <laughs> into that nerdy ting I am now. But it's fun. I I thought I would I wouldn't be into Dungeons and Dragons because like in third and fourth grade, like all I did was play COD, and I played some like Elder Scrolls games like Oblivion and Morrowind. Dude, you're playing all this in third or fourth grade? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I was fucking playing like Guitar Hero and Lego Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, I played I played Lego Star Wars also, so uh Lego Star Wars slaps. Guitar Hero is also slapping. I, I never played like I didn't play too much uh like those big games that came out. I I mainly the only big games I played that came out uh during that time were probably like Assassin's Creed and COD. But everything else I didn't like play any other major release. So I was like a normie, but like not a normie. <laughs> My first, my very first ever like console game was Kingdom Hearts for PlayStation mm-hmm. Two. Yeah, yeah. And for some reason, as a kid, uh, the the monsters in there, the the heartless, they scared the shit out of me. There, there was the those are the black ones, right? Yeah. So like every time I saw them, instead of fighting them, I just ran away from them, <laughs> and like I couldn't pro- I couldn't progress the story because obviously I wasn't fighting them for a while. I hated that game because like. I couldn't beat the game because I was too afraid to fight the monsters. Is it is that like the first thing that you do in the game though? Is that the game where you like you kind of like start in the beach? Yeah, you start on the beach. Um, but I remember the prologue, like yeah, vaguely. but the beach is it's like super friendly. Like you you race your friend, yeah. you have a yeah, friendly yeah, spar, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. and next thing you know, these uh, shadow monsters attack you, and you're like, oh shit, gotta go. <laughs> Yeah, I already remember playing a little bit of Kingdom Hearts too, like back, God, God back in like elementary school when I used to have like, um, like those old like school setups for like TVs. I'm not sure if you ever had, but you remember like when TVs were, like, you know, cubes. Yeah, I, actually, I, I still have one. Yeah. <laughs> so like we had like a like a TV stand, but like it was super vertical. Oh. And you, we placed that the box TV on top of the that stand. And then like my PS2 was like on the shelf below that. And that was like, I don't know. Whenever I see that setup, I just think like, oh, it's like some old school stuff. But that's how I used to play like all my games. I don't know. I'm not sure if you ever had that setup, but 
dude i had a jank setup as a kid i it's hard to explain it but it was like it was not even like a real setup it was just like tv corner playstation next to it sit down in front and play oh okay okay you had one of those then okay that that was that was a setup at my cousin's house actually we, we she, she used to have a really big house or they used to have a really big house before they sold it but they had like this massive like tv and then what we would used to do is like since all of us were like basically living with each other like all, every weekend they had this massive tv we would uh they would bring an xbox and it would just be on the floor and we would do halo land just like four player on this big tv for uh combat evolved oh man dude that was so fun we had this like weird uh this dumb rule dude that was like you can't shoot while someone else is reloading (laughs) (laughs) which like completely takes like the strategy out of like or any skill out of like the shooting and aiming but um but yeah we were like reminiscing about that we're like that was a really fucking dumb rule (laughs) What is it? It was like that and like uh, no screen peeking also, but who, who follows that, bro? Dude, it's all about the personal vision. Life. Screen peek life. I'm trash, I'll admit. <laughs> yeah, I, I screen peeked a lot. <laughs> if any of my cousins watch this, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a filthy cheater. <laughs> At least I'll own up to it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I guess going back to D&D or that, but... I guess D&D was, like, my forward. Like, I didn't think I would enjoy that because I was so used to, like, 3D games. And, like, I was like, oh, like, how am I supposed to use my imagination to play this game? But, uh, imagination to play this game. But um, when I did, I had a lot of fun. I actually really liked the creativity because, like, I would ask them. I would ask uh, my cousin's ex, like, if I could do something. And he was a DM. And I was like, yeah, he's like, you can do, literally do whatever you want. And so that was really fun. I really liked it. It was just very open-ended. Which is quite, I kind of wish that there was in games now. I mean, that, that's like that in Divinity, where you can like kind of there's no hand holding or whatever. Yeah, so that's my closest experience with D and D is playing Divinity Original Sin two. Yeah, so you played like D and D esque systems, like based off of or games based off of the D and D system. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, but yeah, I was kind of in the same boat as you for D and D, where it was like at first I don't think I I would have been into it just because it was like. I couldn't like visualize it. Like I know, like yeah. a lot of, large part of it is like your imagination. But I yeah. grew up with video games where you could visually see things. Yeah. So I was just like, sure. man, I gotta think. Yeah. No, for real. No, it's like that. And then I was boosted at math in like fourth grade, so you gotta <laughs> roll dice, and then we take damage. And I'm like, oh, I can't do math this fast, bro. So <laughs> if I took damage, I would ask like, what, what is what is this minus this? <laughs> Well, you, like, yeah you were in like fourth grade you're playing with college yeah. students yeah <laughs> and they're like oh just just solve it dude and i'm like okay nah man you're like, the human calculator yeah i mean now i'm now i'm fine at math but i always had that calculator and then like the if you look at my character sheets and whatever you see like a whole bunch of like math markings figuring out like what the hell is happening but yeah making a character was also a really long process but i it's like something i really enjoyed so, like, I have a vague understanding of, like, D&D, like, what goes on with D&D. So, like, do you mm-hmm. have to roll when you make a character? Yeah, so you have, like, your basic stats. Well, I mean, I'm going to talk off based off of, like, 3.5. I'm pretty sure it's still the same with 5th edition or whatever edition is on now. But you have these basic stats, like, strength, intelligence, dexterity. And on each one, I think there's a certain rule, and then you just roll uh you just roll based off of uh, whatever that rule is so like say you get this stat and it's like oh your thing is like 2d6 so you roll two six-sided dice oh okay yeah and 
So that's how rolling works. So you just like sit there and roll, and then whatever you roll, that was that was your uh, your statistic point or whatever. All right. So it'd be pretty funny sometimes when you get like really just shit rolls, <laughs> like throughout the whole thing. You're like, bro, come on. But it, it's it's more fun playing with like uh, with handicaps. It kind of like forces you to be a little bit more creative. Okay. Um, with your problem solving or just how you approach situations. Because I remember. There's this really fun one that we did, I think when I was in middle school. And this is the same group of college guys. It was like a Halloween themed one. So like every since it's Halloween, like I kind of knew kind of theme. There's gonna be a lot of traps. So I roll I made my character like have like kind of decent like sense or whatever. And it was very puzzle heavy and trap heavy. So like it was weird. Like every step you take, someone was like, Oh, you just took damage. So we spent most of the time like rolling for like to see like detect hidden essentially uh-huh and if you rolled bad you're like okay well you failed to see anything and i guess i'll just die like, yeah so you just like move forward it's like oh you uh <laughs> you fucking took damage but there's like this funny encounter that we had too with one of the bosses there some we encountered this boss and she was horrifically ugly <laughs> and like i rolled to attack her but i did like i did like a uh, some hit hit check anything essentially but I, I what happened was i got a critical miss <laughs> critical miss yeah so so like a critical hit is like 18 19 20 or whatever it's defined in there uh-huh like um so that, that means you do more damage you do more damage but a critical miss is like you miss but then also like <laughs> some bad shit happened oh so like my critical miss story based off the uh, dm what he told me was like oh you like try shooting your arrow or no it wasn't shooting your arrow i was like trying to shoot like um like this energy beam i was a, i was a wizard mm-hmm. trying to shoot the energy beam but the when i was shooting i heard the lady like this boss looks at me and she was so horrifically ugly i just vomit profusely so i'm <laughs> vomiting i sh- i move my hands away somewhere else and then damage someone else <laughs> oh man yeah so like it's just like kind of that stuff that you don't really get in video games that's really entertaining <laughs> I would hate to be dungeon master though, because you have to like explain like each scenario that happens, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have to know D and D pretty well to DM. Dude, that's so much um, work. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's a fun game. I I want to play it again, but it's it's also like one of those things where it's a time sink. If you have like a session, you're gonna play in that session for like at least four hours or something. Yeah. So like I knew earlier, I said like I wasn't into it, but I was like as I grew older, I. Like, I started becoming, like, more like, okay, maybe I'll try it out one day. Yeah, yeah. You kind of, like, I don't know. For some reason, when you get older, you kind of, like, crave some, like, form of dumb creativity. Dude, I don't know what's up, but something about, like, fantasy settings just, like, always, like, always hits right for me. Fantasy settings are good. Yeah, I... Are you are you fantasy or sci-fi person? Honestly, I really like both. I enjoy both, but I think in terms of, like, stuff I read, I tend to read more fantasy stuff. Yeah, so I think I like a really good fantasy. Like fantasy settings are it's easier for me to get attracted to a fantasy setting, but for like a sci-fi setting, it has to be like super. It has to be super good for me. Yeah, it has to be be solid. Yeah, for me to be like interested in a sci-fi setting. Whereas fantasy, like I can be ignoring me. I'm like, oh, this is a this is a cool fantasy setting. Like I'm more forgiving for with a shady fantasy setting than I am with a sci-fi setting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like if if Skyrim was like. I think like a sci-fi game, I don't think I would enjoy it as much. Okay. Uh, 
but because like I wouldn't say like Skyrim story was like good or anything, or it was, I mean it was okay. It was just a generic fantasy game, but because it was fantasy and it was like so like open world and everything, I just really enjoyed it. It was just like very stereotypically fantasy, but I, but I like that. Was that was uh, Skyrim the reason why it was so popular? Was because it was like so open world. No, uh, so Skyrim the reason it was popular because it was so accessible versus their older entries. So it's like more beginner friendly. It was more beginner friendly. It, things just made more sense, like in how skill progression works. Okay. And um, yeah, the the world was massive. So like, it was like one of those things. Like when it came out, is like you would play it, but then your friend would also play it, and then y'all tell like. I would Skype call my friends and everything while we were playing this game. We we're like, oh, we just did this quest. And one of us would be like, oh, like, oh, what, like, what quest is that? Because, like, it's so open world. It's like, you okay. don't, like, and this is when the game first came out. So, like, no one knew what all the quests were and everything. So, that's like kind of like part of the essential, like, Skyrim experience at the time. Gotcha. Which, which made it, like, so, I guess, such a big deal in the gaming world now. But yeah. So, all these fantasy games are basically essentially <laughs> just Dungeons and Dragons. Well, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons influenced a lot of fantasy. And then I remember before I even played Dungeons and Dragons 2, I was really into Lord of the Rings. So a lot of my characters were like Lord of the Rings wannabes, <laughs> essentially. Until I got older and I started like messing around more with like the backstory of my characters and it would just like write really shitty backstories. <laughs> just that just were like, did it make sense or anything? Or just really dumb. I've read but, some really uh, funny backstories for D&D uh, characters. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah, some people can write really, really good backstories. I, I actually, the more, the more I get older, I, the more I appreciate really good meme writing. Yeah, it's like it's good writing, but at the same time, you know, this person's like treating it as a joke. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like about like certain like game reviewers, like Nicky Jakey, dude. Mm, yeah, like, yeah. This yeah. guy writes really well. His scripts are really good, but this guy's trolling, like <laughs> for a lot of his video. Well, he's not troll. He's kind of trolling, but. His script is like doesn't take itself too seriously. I, I kind of like Donkey a lot when it comes to game reviewers. Oh yeah, Donkey. Yeah, like this guy can like write a good script, but like it's so troll. Yeah, like I mean, most of his videos aren't even game reviews, but just like his script writing is like so really toxic yeah. and like trolling that's just it's entertaining. But like, if you ever like meet him IRL, he's like the opposite of how he acts in his videos, which I think is pretty interesting. I, we, we all appreciate Donkey. He's a he's a good content creator. He he provides the good memes. But speaking of other content creators, girlfriend reviews. Oh yeah, girlfriend reviews too. Like whenever I found her, I was like, wait, this is like a really good like concept. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like when I first saw it, I was like, I don't know about that. Sounds kind of like weird. But when you actually watch like one of their videos, it's like you're like, holy shoot, this is actually like really good. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching their streams pretty recently too. Oh really? Oh, I haven't watched their streams. Yeah. It's like just pretty relaxing. I don't know. I like it. I like the reviews a lot more, though. Yeah, for sure. It's like it's actual content, but um. But also, their um, the boyfriend's editing skills are like on a whole nother level, though. Yeah, I I appreciate really fucking good editing. At first, before I actually started like doing like editing videos, like I didn't really understand how important it was. But once mm -hmm. you start editing your own videos, you learn how to appreciate good editing. Yeah, like Michael Reeves, dude, is actually a really good editor. Like, the way he edits his videos are really good. <laughs> his videos? I mean, he's cancer as hell, as all hell, but... He knows how to edit, I'll say that much. Yeah. I think he edits in a way, and then, like, the stuff he builds is so stupid that it inspires people. Like, it inspires me, for sure. Because, like, when you see that, you're like, I want to be that dumb. 
but also that smart. I know. I'm gonna be so smart that I can build stupid shit that no one wants, but is also entertaining. <laughs> right? Uh, I think that is like peak, peak intelligence. Peak, yeah, I agree. I agree. Peak intelligence. <laughs> what What is research when you can just build stupid robot dogs that just piss on everything? <laughs> I like his surgery machine. <laughs> Yeah, surgery machine. That was like his one of his like most popular videos, isn't it? Yeah, it's like that was like when he was moving in with um, the streamer house offline TV. But uh, going back to D and D, I guess the main reason we're talking about D and D today is because our friend uh, left us a comment on our previous uh, video. I'll put it like right here. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so he wants. So we we were actually talking about it the other week, where Alex and I were half joking about it, but it's like. You're taking like how you act in real life and fitting yourself into like an RPG role like archetype. Yeah, yeah, it's actually pretty fun. Well, what did we fit you as? So like we didn't like go with the stereotypical D and D archetype because we felt kind of limited by it. Yeah, actually, we did start off with uh, alignment charts first. Oh yeah, with alignment charts. So in case you don't know what an alignment chart is, is that it's a it's it's a rectangle broken into nine different sections, and it's like each section from top to bottom, it's like good to evil and then from left to right it's lawful to chaotic and neutral is in the middle so it's like depending on how you act or how you behave is like you can like roughly categorize yourself into like a certain category like lawful good uh true neutral chaotic good chaotic evil etc etc what did we determine so i know i'm like i'm chaotic neutral for sure are you are you chaotic neutral too i put myself closer to chaotic good Okay, okay. All right, so do you want to explain like why you think you're a chaotic neutral? Yeah, sure. So I, I I think in general, I'm just like pretty neutral towards like everything. But when it comes to like being cancer and like being memes, like I, I don't hold back sometimes. <laughs> so, and then I always kind of like, I don't know, I like fucking around a lot with this stuff. Like if you, if you like see me in person, like my, my outward like personality, like just on first meeting is like probably like... Yeah, just neutral. This guy's like really boring or whatever. Like, <laughs> he just like does whatever. But then when like when you get to know me, like all I do is just I just fuck around and meme and shit post. And I think that's why I kind of like fit in the chaotic neutral. Also, like I feel like my <laughs> I, I I I like to think that I'm a good person, but sometimes I do shit without thinking of like the moral consequences <laughs> of the shit that I do. <laughs> From my point of view, like you're not afraid to fight if you have to. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm absolutely not afraid. <laughs> Like, you won't take shit. Yeah, yeah. Because there was one time, um, like, I had, like, a bad, like, group project. And then I didn't I didn't hesitate at all to, like, write, like, my group members, like, really shitty, like, peer evaluations and everything. And then I also, like, have gotten into, like, small, like, fights <laughs> in, uh, in middle school. I think in, um, I think in elementary school, though, I was, like, low-key lawful evil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. Um... I say younger, I was closer to like lawful, and then growing older, it, it goes to like just chaotic. Yeah, yeah. So like how I see myself is that I try to be like as good as possible. I try to be a good person in general, obviously. And a lot of the things I do are normally with good intentions behind them, but sometimes mm -hmm. just like how I go about them is just like either yeah. really stupid or like really thoughtless or brainless. So it's just like I could have done one, two, three, and be done, but I do one, two. Minus five plus forty-seven. <laughs> Thirteen colonies, and then boom, I get to Z. Goddamn. 
Goddamn 47. <laughs> there's actually um I don't know have you, have you seen Blacklist? No, I haven't. So there's a character and they're called Raymond Reddington. He's like the main character. Uh-huh. And he's like a criminal. But what he does is what he thinks he he deemed as good. And then like he does like he kills like people illegally and shit, but he deems them as like bad people. Like he doesn't have like that moral it's not like black and white to him. It's just yeah, yeah. see this moral uh middle. So I, I would classify him as like lawful evil as well. Yeah, that's awful evil. Yeah. Um and then I think for me, I mean I don't act on a lot of like like I, I also like there's like this weird like morality thing where I'm like okay, like, I think this person, like, deserves this or whatever. <laughs> but that, like, places me in, like, chaotic neutral. But that, that's just me. I'm not going to go into, like, any details or whatever. But... So, yeah. I mean, if you want to do this with yourself and your friends, just pull up an alignment chart, have a group discussion. <laughs> yeah, have a group discussion. It's really... F- okay, I think a really fun thing to do is, like, if y'all, like, permitted that you are 21 and above, <laughs> is that if y'all just, like, got together, like... <laughs> One late night, just have some few couple of drinks and just talk about your D and D alignment charts would be really fun. Yeah, I mean that's what we did. Except I was drinking water. Yeah. So after the alignment chart is the is like the other fun part. So you get to pick your, uh, your, class. your class. Yeah. So I guess first we'll start with like the D and D classes. Dude, I'm just imagining like us around this age and like some like ten year old kid just hanging out with us. Dude, yeah, that's out with us, me. It was so weird. <laughs> now that I think about it, it's just like, I can't imagine like a 10 year old now doing that, you know? Yeah, I can't either. But I, I don't know. I guess it, it sounds normal when you did it. But like me imagining like a 10 year old hanging out with us, I'm just like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, I think that was like, I think it's because I was already like super, I, I was already into like fantasy and stuff. Like, yeah. I don't think there was like that much of a disconnect. I mean, maybe there was. But um, but because like I mean most kids now I guess are like playing like Fortnite or whatever, so I it was like arcade essentially, um, as whereas older people like tend to or that group of people didn't play COD as much. Um, but I did go through a COD phase as like middle yeah, school, I, high I school. I went through COD phase too. Like honestly, if someone gave me a copy of like Cold War, I would probably enjoy it. Yeah, same here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Like COD multiplayer is COD multiplayer. Like when you just want to like when you just feel like running around mindlessly and just shooting shit, it's it it, it satisfies that need. <laughs> I mean, I also learned how to appreciate the toxicity and what you find in a search and destroy lobby. Yeah, okay. I remember like avoiding like toxic I, I still don't like toxicity, but like hearing it is just really funny. When it's like not directed at me. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy it, which sounds like <laughs> Which sounds like I approve of toxicity as long as it's not against me, which is, no, I don't approve of it. But at the same time, it's like, it's also kind of funny to hear sometimes. I think it's, it's really funny when someone's being toxic, but the other person's being toxic back. Yeah, yeah, that's when it's, funny. When it's, not, when it's not one-sided. When it's one-sided, it's like, okay, whatever. But when they're both like being toxic back and it's like kind of troll and they're just screaming to the mics, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> don't you love it when a 10-year-old kid threatens to kill your whole family? Yeah, of course, man. I know, like, there's that YouTube series where, like, that person just docks people <laughs> on, on COD, and everyone's like, oh. Oh, yeah, but back to the D&D classes. Yeah, I sorry, sorry for, our, for, our dig- for our digressing. All right, so what were you? Honestly, I just want to be, I, I gave a troll answer, said I was villager. Oh. 
the normal person that doesn't have like any any particular like she's just like the most basic ass person you can be (laughs) i think for like dnd 5.0 or fifth edition you guys put me as bard are you bard you're inspiring i feel you know i think i think it's kind of pretty accurate like you're i think in our friend group you're like you're like the leader of the friend group but you're also like a background character at the same time you know like 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 you're like you're a main character but you're also a background character damn bro (laughs) no i don't know how to explain it like like you're there but when you're not there you still like contribute in some way like you provide like some meme like when you're not being the main character you're like they're providing some meme like that's what that's what i meant oh okay okay yeah like you're like that background character that like is like that supports like whatever the main thing is going on right now okay especially what a bard does so like it's like if like ryan are like talking shit about something like and then like that's the main conversation you go in and you just like toss something in that's just like completely stupid but like it supports the conversation that's like <laughs> that's like the bard so so like you're saying i'm i'm the leader of the group also i i play a support role yeah yeah okay you, you like it's like you're it's just like what you're feeling at the time. <laughs> it's like when you like play a WoW character, but you're a tank, but then you're like, I feel like off-specking DPS today. <laughs> Man, when your DPS sucks, so you gotta do it yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think I think that's I think that's what I feel about you. I don't know. Okay. Like like you're not a background character, but you provide support. Okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Support roles, MVP. So like actually, like in wushu like in wushu club like you're you're there you're a leader <laughs> you're clearly like there in wushu club but like you play a supporting role <laughs> okay fair enough i'll take it yeah you're like you're like the healer that everyone relies on in a raid group like type of thing like you're a main character but like you aren't the one taking i don't i'm not in the spotlight or anything yeah 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 okay but fair then enough. after everything's good everything after everything's over you're like okay man good heals good heals good support good support <laughs> So, I mean, like, the whole reason I think this is so interesting is, like, it's kind of, like, a fun way to be, like, introspective and, like, reflect on yourself and, like, your friends. Yeah, yeah, that's, like, the fun thing about it. It, like, it forces your friends to, like, think about, like, what they think of you in a very different way. Yeah, I I feel like this is a fun way to do it without it turning, like, too serious or, like, too, like, butthurt kind of, like, vibes. Yeah, yeah. I think for you um i went we went with the artificer right or that's what i went with i don't know what you see me as so like when i first okay so my first thought was barbarian (laughs) (laughs) just just because a lot of times yeah yeah like a lot of times we'll just be saying a lot of dumb 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 monkey shit yeah and then it's also um it says a fierce warrior and like obviously with all your stories of like you not afraid to like fight someone i'm just like yeah that's alex all right yeah, and it's like typically when we say dumb monkey shit, like I'll genuinely be the one that says like some pretty pretty dumb monkey shit, like the most <laughs> aggressive dumb monkey shit, <laughs> like to the point where it's like borderline offensive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I also do some monkey ass shit. Do you remember that time like it smelled really bad at uh, <laughs> oh, in Bel Air and <laughs> Bel Air? So like. There's the bag of bread that we, sweet bread that we bought, and then I just wrapped the bag around my ears, and then I just had the bag hanging around my nose. <laughs> Dude, that M- a, monkey problem good, solving. 
yeah, I mean, that was my first impression. I mean, that's like what came to my head first. But when you when you look at Artificer, Artificer, I feel like it fits you pretty well. Master of unlocking magic and everyday objects. Artificers are supreme inventors. Yeah, so, so I guess yeah. I'm thinking about that. It was just like, ever since I like made your change or whatever, I've been just like really into like reverse engineering and hacking shit. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of fun just tinkering with random stuff. I'm like a gnome from World of Warcraft because that's what they're known for. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. But yeah, I mean, that's like, that class fits like really well with like what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. It do be. I mean, I don't know. You can also be a druid that can morph into any animals. Yeah, so they're like this running inside joke that I'm a furry. <laughs> just because like I make so many furry comments. <laughs> um, just out of the blue for no reason. I just I just do because, I don't know, I just, I just, I just do. Um, and because <laughs> druids can shapeshift into different animals. So, you know, sometimes you just feel like being like an animal some days. Like sometimes you want to be a dog, sometimes you want to be a cat. No, I, I never think like that. <laughs> Nah, dude, if something's gonna fly, I'll be an owl or some shit. I wanna fly with style. <laughs> I'll be a fucking eagle. You and your chipmunk uh, onesie. <laughs> oh, what was it? I don't even, it was a, I think it's a squirrel one, that onesie. I don't, I don't remember, but like, I was supposed to like, it was for my apes project. And I was supposed to like, portray like an invasive species. So, and I was like a mongoose or something. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and so like, my video was like, I was in this costume and I just like walk into my house and then just start stealing like there's like a rice cooker and I just take the rice, put it in a bowl, start eating it. And then my professor is like, wait, what is the purpose of this? And it's like, I'm an invasive species, I just steal other people's food. <laughs> she's like, oh. And then there's a video just like me running on all fours <laughs> outside of my house, my friends chasing me. Unfortunately, that we don't have that video anymore, but it was there. Oh my god. <laughs> that was like a video I we recorded when I was in 11th grade. I did some really stupid shit in high school, but see, I there's there's this fucking uh Instagram video that my uh that my girlfriend sent me that was like it was like, oh all I did was like not study I mean, all I did was study, not have any uh not have any fun in school, just focus really hard on college apps. And then there's it's like swallowed the other guy and he's like this guy like didn't care about all his classes, hated all of his teachers, dropped out of his club. And then the last thing is like, still ended up in the same college. And I was like, see, that's, that's the point. <laughs> like, looking back, I would have fucked around even more in high school probably. Yeah, uh, once I got to college, I realized like, half the stuff you, I did in high school that I thought was important means jack. Yeah, like, if anything, I probably would have done more computer science and more robotics just to feel my capability of fucking around. Yeah, I have definitely done stuff. more like programming and robotics. Just it feels more practical. It's practical, like, and you can like do some dumb shit with it. Yeah, like out of everything I did in high school, like comp sci was probably like the most practical class I ever took. See, I remember when I was printing Hello World in my first Java program. I was like, oh, I make computer talk. <laughs> I am genius. <sighs> now my daily life is just reading errors. <laughs> Dude, semicolons fuck you up real bad. Yeah. Uh, now it's like me working with like old python libraries that aren't part of python 3 anymore but it's uh yeah honestly people people struggle to program so much because they don't know how to read an error 
like the arrow like a lot of times the arrow will tell you what's wrong but a lot of people don't know how to read the error like they, they see the error they freak out and then they don't know what to do but like mm. if you actually just read the error like <laughs> and know how to read it it tells you a lot yeah sometimes I mean, the errors are worth jack shit though i mean a lot of times i was able to fix my mistake just from reading them yeah uh but my the feeling i hate the most is when i fix that one error and like five more show up after you compile it again. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fucking annoying. You're like, oh, it should work now, and then something else is there. It's like, fuck, I don't even know what this is. And then you get an error, and you're like, I don't, I don't know what this error is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a constant vicious cycle. But th- thankfully, Stack Overflow exists. Yeah. I anyway, mean, um, speaking of, uh, I guess, the shit we did in in high school, marching band. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, so in case you guys don't know, uh, Alex and I were both band nerds. Yeah. Uh, Me more so than Alex, I think. Yeah. I, w- I was definitely, in middle school, I was definitely a hardcore mingling band nerd, though. I, in middle school, I, I legit considered, like, a career in, like, clarinet performance and everything. Oh, shit. Yeah, because, like, I was like, oh, dude, this is so fun. Uh, and then, so, like, whenever I, I played when I was practicing clarinet, I, I went super ham and like practice hardcore for um for region or whatever. And then when I switched to bass clarinet, I also like went super ham and practice hardcore for that. But then all of a sudden, like the environment I had in middle school was really fun and like very conducive to like just fun and learning. But then the moment I went to high school, I just like stopped practicing because marching band hit and like my high school was super hardcore. Um, oh yeah, dude, about you, it. you were like Woodlands, right? No, uh, Cedar Park High School. Cedar Park. Oh yeah, Cedar Park is just as hardcore. Yeah, and it's like so bad to the point like I talked recently to some people that were like super into band in high school and we were looking I was like asking them about it, like what they felt about it, and they're like, Oh yeah, I was like it was so bad, like in terms of like how much like the dead band archers were like manipulative and would like push you. And then essentially band leaders were just like the band director's puppets. And it's just like people that do get positions in marching band or like at my school at least feel like they're on top of the world and like can just boss people around. But in reality, no one gives a shit. <laughs> Looking back, I'm convinced like marching band's like half a cult. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it has its moments. Yeah, there are moments where I, I actually enjoyed marching band. But looking back, if I was to redo yeah. high school, I wouldn't have done band to be honest. I think I still would have done it. I, I would have done it for the first year, at least. I would have but done then afterwards... it just to get my credit, like the, my fine arts credit and my PE credits and just yeet out after that. Yeah, actually, I kind of wish I didn't stay for my PE credit because like, now that I think about it, if I just like did one year of band just to get the fine art or whatever, and then, wait, do you need to do two years of band to get fine art? I don't remember. For my school, it was two years because uh, oh, okay. fall was your PE credit and then fall or spring was... Uh, have a fine arts credit. So you need to do two oh. years to get one whole credit for each category. Okay, I see. I think I would have been better off just taking like, if I just did band for one year and just got that out of my system. And if I just did like some art. Oh, fuck, then... it. fuck that. Okay, no, screw that. If I redid high school, I would have done swimming for my PE and then I would have done like photography or art for my actual Yeah, literally. <laughs> I would have had so much more free time. And I think I would have had a more fun experience in high school, like my first two years of high school. Yeah, because like now I have like hobbies in like photography and videography. So if like I did that in high school, that would have been like, I could have started earlier and learned all these other things sooner. Mm-hmm. But instead I'm stuck in band. I'm like, I don't even touch my clarinet anymore. Yeah. Which just reminded yeah. me, I forgot you also played the clarinet. So yeah, bro, <laughs> it was, 
I don't know why I played clarinet. I think it's like, it a mixture of like Squidward played it. <laughs> <laughs> and then my cousin also played it. I think it's a mixture of those two. Like, Yo, those my cousin played it too. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's kind of like half the reason I chose clarinet. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then my cousin switched to bass clarinet and then I kind of just like followed. <laughs> I was hardcore about band like middle school and like first half of high school. And then like once I got into like varsity band, I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'll just cruise now. Yeah. Fuck man, like my first year in high school that we had we had like shadowing essentially just determine which freshmen were would be in varsity. And basically what happened is like two people would get the same would like practice the same thing. And every day at practice, like during summer practice, we would they would do a set. So we would march a set and then we would switch off. And they'd march a, and the other person would march a set too. And the band would be like taking note of like who's doing what. And that was, that was like, I made varsity my freshman year, but like, <laughs> dude, that's AIDS. Yeah. And then thankfully sophomore year, I didn't have to deal with that bullshit anymore. Uh, I just had a varsity <laughs> spot. My sophomore year was really bad though, because that's when like our band made like team A state or whatever for a concert band. So generally we have like Mondays off for marching band, but because the honor band, the top band had um, that state thing that I had to prepare for. Uh, so my, my Monday practices, uh, we, I didn't have that day off. So I just stayed like for two hour, like full band rehearsals every Monday, practicing this hard ass music and it was just awful. And then like, because of that, we also had like during Thanksgiving and Christmas break, we also had rehearsal and I was just like, oh my God, dude, it was so bad. They're like, oh, today we're having like this clinician come in. And I was like, bro, I'm giving a goddamn pee. I don't give a damn about this clinician. Just like, let me, like, just let me be a student and just stay at home and chill <laughs> and do homework. I don't, I don't want to do like any of this other dumb shit. But yeah, that was like my, it was awful. Like, and we did the concert and uh, the, the banners were hyping up so much. They're like, oh, this, this is such an important moment in your guys' life. Like, you're going to remember this so much. Like, I don't remember shit from the concert, dude. <laughs> the, the only thing I remember is like the event afterwards, like the actual teammate event where we got to try a bunch of different instruments. That was fun the convention center that was really fun um people bought like colored flavored reeds for meme and like, yeah, i don't know about that and then yeah and then the banner just got triggered but that's whatever <laughs> <laughs> uh any band stories from you um yeah actually i became band leadership so i was like teaching like my section like oh we gotta do like this move during this part during the marching show and then like during one of our breaks i was like talking to one of my friends i was like hey yo you want to see me do a handstand? <laughs> and like, I don't think you can do it. I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll do it all right. Uh, just for the record, before this, I've never done a handstand. But I was so confident that I could do it. I'm like, how hard could it be? So like, my whole the whole clarinet section is there. So it's like, what, 20-something people, maybe 30? Um, everyone's just sitting around drinking water. And, I'm, and like, I go into the middle of everyone. And like, I like, whoop down into a handstand. And the first two seconds were like pretty solid, right? And then I started, and then I felt myself start losing balance. I was like, oh, this isn't good. So next thing you know, I'm like falling forward. But since like I'm doing handstands, I'm like my back that's falling towards the ground. So like yeah. I tried to bail. So I was just like, yeet. But me never done, having done a handstand before, obviously I didn't know how to properly bail. So when I bailed, I like landed like on my <laughs> neck. <laughs> so yeah, I landed on my neck because I was like, clack. 
And then like I fell over like on my side. And then like everyone's like, oh shit. And then I was like, yo, you all right? I'm like, yeah, I think I'm good. And then I get up, I'm like, yeah, nothing. I'm, I'm all good. Then I try to walk. I'm like, fuck, my foot kind of hurts. I'm like, well, my I fell my neck. It ain't broken. I'm safe there. But my foot kind of hurts for whatever reason. But it's probably just a flesh wound. So later, yeah. the band director's like, all right, break over. Do a jog around the thing, like around the parking lot. I try to jog. I'm like, fuck, this really hurts. Let me like sit down for a second, right? I take off my shoe and like my socks and I, my foot's like swollen half. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, this doesn't look good. Yeah. So like I spend the rest of the day just sitting down and like, I, when I go home, I'm like limping at this point. I'm like, fuck, I can't walk. So then, um, my, my mom, I show my mom like, yo, is this supposed to be like normal? And my mom's like, yeah. oh shit, no. <laughs> We gotta take you to the. We gotta take you to like the uh, emergency care. How how big swollen was it? It was like purple. It was like swollen. Like okay, yeah. I couldn't put like weight on my foot. So we go there and like they take X rays and like yeah, um, your foot's fractured. And I'm like thinking like the only way this could have been fractured was through it because of my handstand. But I fell on my neck, so I'm like thinking like yo. My foot took one for the team. Instead of my neck, my foot's like, I'll take one for the team. I got you, bro. I wonder why the hell your foot fractured. Did it just hit the ground really hard? That That's all I can imagine. Like, that's the only reason I can think of. So, like, my mom's like, my, my parents are like, yo, how'd you fracture your foot? I'm like, oh, I was just running and I tripped <laughs> and it just happened. So, I mean, if you're watching this, um, sorry, uh, but I broke it because... I did a handstand and didn't actually know how to do one and I fell. Did your band directors not see it at all? No, my band directors were like, were in the office and when they came out, they were like, oh, okay, okay, do a, like, start doing your laps. I see. So then like, <laughs> I go to my band director, he's like, yeah, my foot's fractured. And like, they're like, they didn't, luckily they didn't like grill me for why it's fractured. But so I like, I sat out for like half the season with a fractured foot, but it was either me or put in like an alternative. I mean, not to bash on any of the alternatives if you're one out there, but because I was like, what, a senior? No, I was a junior. So like, by, at this point, I was like pretty decent, like at marching band and everything. Mm-hmm. So like, rather than like put someone in my spot and take me out of the show, they're like, okay, you know what? We trust you that you can learn like three fourths of the show while you're like not actually practicing. It's just like, oh shit. I was like, fuck. Would you have rather been an alternative? There was an alternative who uh, filled in my spot, but like, he didn't learn the show like fast enough. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so in the end, I got my spot back and I had to learn three fourths of the show. Would you have been like happy if you just stayed an alternative? You just stayed like just on the side, not doing anything? Yeah, actually, the first, um, <laughs> our first football match was uh-huh. when we do our first marching show. Um, actually, I didn't march in that one. I was like just on the side because I was still wearing the boot. Yeah, but um, when it came to like competition and stuff like that, I was already back in. But um, my foot's like, my toe specifically, it, my, it was my toe that fractured. And mm. my toe is like officially fucked because it didn't heal properly. So like now my uh, my left second toe can't bend that well. Wait, really? Yeah. Like, so like, oh shit. So when I, I try to like bend my toes, like my second toe kind of hurts a little and it doesn't bend like very well. All because of a goddamn handstand. <laughs> yeah. So like doing pushups, if I'm not careful, like my toe starts hurting. Shit. Damn, bro. The fuck? Wow. I'm surprised, like, I I don't know how, like, that has 
had long lasting effects because like when I was passing my aerial cartwheels, like uh, I landed, right? You land, but then my ankle rolled right after I land, mm-hmm. uh, landed. And like, it was like a loud crack. And I was like, shit, is my foot broken? But then I just like went off for like a week or two and it was fine. Damn, bro. <laughs> so I, don't, I, I, I don't know how you fucked it up that bad, dude. Dude, I don't know, bro. My foot was like, all right, today's the day. <laughs> This is it, boys. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of band, um, did your did your band directors like when y'all did pass offs or whatever did for marching band? If like you didn't pass off a section, did they make y'all like march but without like your mouthpiece? No, no, we we had pass offs, but if just because we didn't like have a section passed off, mm-hmm. uh, they still let us march. I mean, we were woodwinds, not like anyone's gonna hear us. Yeah, like they let us march in football games, but we would look really dumb because we don't have a mouthpiece. Yeah, my my band wasn't like that hardcore. Damn, bro, fuck. I remember being like, there's this one pass off my sophomore year, and it was like a really long run. If any of you are familiar with like the Romeo and Juliet, uh, I think Tchaikovsky Suite or whatever, there's just there's violins in the background that are like doing these hardcore like 16 note runs, and they transcribe that to clarinet, and then fuck, for some fucking reason bass clarinet also. <laughs> So like the the pass off was like we had to pass this section four times in a row at four different tempos. You had to score like a ninety two percent or above on fucking smart music, and I attempted this sixty fucking times. Dude, that sounds <laughs> and AIDS. I, yeah, and I like, I like my highest thing I got was eighty five, and then like I think because the bad record just saw like I attempted it so much they uh. They didn't like mark off. They didn't let. They let me like. They didn't have me take off the mouthpiece or whatever. But yeah, it was dumb. <laughs> Actually, for stand music, they let section leaders uh pass off like section members. Oh really? Yeah, just for like stand music. It wasn't like not, it wasn't like um. It sh- yeah, it wasn't show pieces. Yeah. It's just like poker face, school anthem, yeah. whatever. Yeah, we had to pass that off. That shit off too. It was bro the fucking. <laughs> but like sometimes I would feel bad for some of the other members. I'm like. Yo, I didn't hear you mess up. Just, just, just try again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my bad. Just, just play it again, bro. I got you, bro. Um, I remember. I mean, we we're woodwinds anyway, so like, we we're all the way at the top. No one can hear us. So sometimes, I'll if I was too lazy to play the actual song, I'll just play like a concert F <laughs> for, the whole, for the whole song or something. Okay, not like me and my friend, uh, my best friend Kyle. Sometimes we would just play random notes. Yeah, yeah. And like no one would hear us. Yeah, for real, dude. So we're like screaming high C. Yep. yep. For like no reason. And like the other clarinets could hear us and they're just laughing, but like no one else could because like brass is obviously blasting. Oh, dude, did you have see I was like kind of scared to do that, like playing high notes. Cause like we were I, I think I would have gotten snitched on. Oh, okay. Well Yeah, so I, I played like some note that was like just <laughs> pretty just normal. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my section was like chill. My whole band was chill norm- most of the time. Were y'all's uh, flutes like tryhards? Yeah, I, I feel like that's I feel like this is a stereotypical like stereotypical flute, flute. I mean, most yeah. of the people in varsity band were like pretty serious about band. I don't know how I got there, but I was there. A fourth to like thirty-five percent of the people in varsity band at Cedar Park High School had like nothing. <laughs> did not want anything to do with it, but they were just there <laughs> as a consequence of just like being in band or whatever. So, so for the marching show, for um, like, fuck, what is it called? For football games and stuff, like, do y'all 
alternative, like just march like a block, like somewhere to the side. So when I first joined freshman sophomore year, alternatives didn't do that. They just stood on the side. But okay. uh, junior senior year, my band director, or yeah, he wanted to like revamp the whole marching band program. So he started letting like alternatives march during the show, but it'd be like a block in the corner of the yeah. field. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what like what we do too. And I like every time I watch it, it just kind of looks silly because they're just kind of like yeah, it's like up, down, left, right. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being an alternative or whatever. <laughs> if anything, it's it's nicer being an alternative than just being fucking varsity. Yeah. Oh, for for me, honestly, because like I just didn't want to have anything to do with that garbage. But yeah, if you don't like to work hard, alternative block is where you want to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mind working hard. I just don't work hard for band, you know. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, like I say, looking back, Ben is like half a cult, and it's like, dude, I got I got sucked into it. Like everyone around me convinced that I like Ben. I was like, you know what? I like Ben. Yeah, like you can just tell when someone's like a band kid because that's all they fucking talk about. Yeah, so like for those of you watching that weren't band kids, you probably can relate. Saying like, because if you had friends in band, they were probably like semi freakish. Yeah, yeah, and then the the I mean, because they all knew each other and everything, they always hang out with each other. And it was super clicky. Anyway. Yeah. And then within band too, like there's clicks within like there's clicks within sections, you know. It's like <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. I wasn't like super clicky with band. Like I had close friends in band, but I wasn't like like band and band band. Yeah, like yeah. I was just there in band. Like I was just there to chill and have fun. Yeah. Like I feel like <laughs> you know like the the conspiracy theories like deep state or whatever. Like when you when you're in band, that's like deep band. <laughs> Day 26, they, re- they still haven't realized I'm not a part of them. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when, like, I was, like, encouraged to, like, fill out, like, an officer position app. So I was thinking about doing it. But then, like, the first question was, like, why you want to be an officer? So, like, I, I didn't know how to answer it. So I just threw it away. <laughs> like, I couldn't even come up with, like, a, like, a fake answer to give them. I thought drum majors were a cool position, though. Oh, yeah. So, like, interesting thing. Because every year we had some kid, like, always injuring themselves. So they have to, like, wear a boot or whatever. So they would end up being, like, the fourth drum major that's, like, in the back. It was weird. Like, they were, like, unofficial drum major, but a drum major, you know? (laughs) I'm surprised they let anyone do that. Yeah, it's, like, because it's usually, like, always, like, one person with a boot. Like, for drum majors at my school, you have to be, like, varsity-level player to, like... Oh, you didn't have to really be varsity level players, but it was only mm. like varsity level players that like got considered. I think that's the case too. I, I, I don't know the case for drum majors, but I think you have to be like. I, I feel like the, being the drum major in, in the fucking band though is just like you're just like that person with that big dick. Why my first year actually had a really chill drum major, and then the year afterwards you just went to shit. <laughs> all the drum majors were like really bitchy. It was really bad. I like most of my drum majors uh, for all four years I was in. It's good. I didn't have that luxury. <laughs> I don't, for first year, the leadership was like pretty decent, and then second year, like everyone just like I think that was a year like some of my friends like got into leadership. Okay, they're just like they're just like ugh, they're so like they like talk down to people so much. Kind oh, of. okay, those kind. Yeah, and it's just like oh, this is really gross. <laughs> But yeah, uh, band, Cedar Park High School band does some such shit. If any, if any of the people from Cedar Park ever watched this, I warned you. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, the band parents at Cedar Park are like really into it. Oh yeah, we had some hardcore band parents too. I don't, band, 
Pinhead had his moments. So I liked the in summer band. Like you'd have these uh, like events every once in a while, like every week, kind of like lock-ins or uh, like ice cream socials or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. just like social events. I thought those were fun. Something that really incentivized me, like elementary school, to get like really good grades was like the fact that like by the end of the six weeks, you got all A's, you got a fucking pizza party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're like in this elite, exclusive one 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 three three seven group. One three three seven. Actually, okay. in my elementary school, this is when I was still in Arizona. Um, we took like these. It was like 100 math questions, and you had like mm-hmm. five minutes to like finish 100 of them. And there would be there'd be one for addition, there'd be one for subtraction, multiplication, then division. And like if you finished it in like five minutes, you were invited to like on Fridays. It was like a movie day where you got popcorn. You watched like a movie for like 30 minutes or an hour. Oh, okay, damn, bro. Yeah. So like. I really wanted that so bad. So I got really good at math. So like in the first grade, I was like doing division. I was like doing a hundred questions in less than five minutes. Shit, bro. I was too dumb at math at elementary school. And like fifth grade, I got like a C in math. Shit, really? Like consistent. Yeah, like it, it was concerning to my mom. So she sent me to like my cousin's like ex to get to study, uh, to study with him and every, with him and everything. Because like this is the guy with like three degrees in like engineering, math, and comp sci. Mm, yeah. Um, so like, I, I spent like the summer, essentially like every summer, uh, for like two or two or three years, I basically lived at their place for like a while <laughs> and then we would just like wake up to math and then like just play, play wow. And then rinse and repeat. And then I just got like, that's how I got better at math. I think the only like topic that like really stuck out for me was history because I was playing like total war games. And then like, I played total war games, like in fourth grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. Yeah. I was also playing like Assassin's Creed. I was like, whoa, I'm I'm such a fucking history buff, bro. Like type of shit. Dude, were you the kid who like flipped through the history book looking for like all the war chapters? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cause I, like I, remember. I did that shit in elementary school. Like instead of paying attention to like whatever history lesson the teacher was talking, I was just like looking for the war chapters because I don't know why. I was like really intrigued with war when i was like a kid which sounds like kind of messed up yeah i don't know it's just like i think a lot of people are though like like young boys <laughs> um yeah I, I remember like middle school fucking it was a random lecture and i was and then it's like i was playing total war and everything and i was like uh i was asking a question about like the napoleonic wars or whatever and then she answered my question but then i like deflected something else and i talked about something else random and then i asked about like the Teut- Teut- uh, teutonic knights and the crusades <laughs> Yeah, and she like handed me a book, and she's like, "Here, you just just read this." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she, you were uh, that kid. I was I was that kid, and then like because sixth grade was like world history, and then like in seventh grade was like Texas history, and I was like, I was like so pressed, bro. I was like, Texas history is so shit. Like, I want to do any of this. I mean, at least you got the Alamo chapter. The, I think the only exciting things were like the Alamo chapters, and then like discovering the new world, which I was like mildly interested in. But, um, yeah, no, the, the Texas, like, War for Independence is actually pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, um, wait. Weird question. Yeah. But did you ever imagine, like, yourself time traveling back to, like, those wars, but you bring modern weapons with you? Yeah, yeah, dude. Do you remember that, remember that fucking video game? Uh, there's a video game where it's, that's the whole premise. Like, you go back in time. There's a video uh, game about that? Yeah, there's a video game about it. Oh, yeah, it's called Darkest of Days. And I remember watching it, like, because I saw a musket. And it's, like, when I was super, like, into, like, 17th, 18th, like, century warfare. 
Warfare, 17th through like 19th century warfare, I saw muskets and then like they were like fighting back in like the Civil War. And like, whoa, dude, like, <laughs> holy shit. And then the game came out of the shit. <laughs> but yeah, I was funny. But yeah, there, there's also that. And then there's a part where like you bring modern weapons to like fucking Rome or whatever. It was, it's, it's not as cool as it sounds. But <laughs> I mean, there's actually an anime kind of about that. Wait, really? What anime? Uh, it's called the short name is called Gate. Is it good? The if you want to see like modern weapons versus medieval stuff, the first like episode okay, or two okay. is going to like really hit a good spot. All right, I'll look into it then. <laughs> Actually, the first season I think is a it hits. It, it hits. It, yeah, it hits different. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll look into. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I had some weird thoughts when I was a kid, just like going back in history and shit. And then, like, I remember, like, being impressed. Like, when I was a kid, like, reading about, like, war history, he was like, I was like, why, why would he do that? It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, type of thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, me playing Total War, like, I, I'm, I'm not smart or anything. It's just like, oh, big army go here. <laughs> but, yeah. Good memes. times. All right. Anything else to discuss? I mean, I think that's about it. I think I mean, we kind of went on like some random like tangents, but I, I think it was it was content pretty decent good, content. Good gap fillers. It was it was nerd content essentially today. So yeah, that's all we really have for today for episode three of Peanut Brain. Um, once yep. again, I'm Chris, and I'm Alex. I hope you all enjoyed the nerd content, and maybe there'll be more. But yeah, thank you. We appreciate if you like and subscribe. Peace. <laughs>